Hello and welcome back to the 50 Fierce and Fit podcast. My name is Monica Eaton, CEO and owner of 50 Fierce and Fit. Coming back to you today with another episode of the podcast where I plan to discuss with you all my experiences and some of my trauma and things that I experienced with my past department. Now, I'm sharing this with all of you today because not because I'm here to make anyone look bad, but I'm here to talk this through because I know at the end of the day, this is going to help me to process some of the things that happened. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that if anyone else has experienced any of these things, that it will help you through these things too. So when I began my career as a police officer, you know, the, the agency that I went to, it was, it was pitched at it as it was going to be the, the perfect 20 year career with endless opportunities. But what I didn't know and what I didn't expect when I stepped foot through those training center doors on that day was that I was going to hit absolute rock bottom three times in three and a half years. From day one, walking through those doors, I realized now that who I was was not who they wanted me to be. Me being a female in law enforcement, and I think the majority of female first responders are, I'm a very strong-willed person. I'm very vocal. Obviously, I'm sharing my story with you all. And that was not accepted well from day one. There was a lot of things I noticed that were going on within the academy that I didn't agree with, and I was vocal about those. Uh, One of them being my shoulder injury and later shoulder surgery that I had to go through at the end of the academy. But the environment that that academy created was constantly being on eggshells constantly worrying if you were doing the right thing, constantly worried if we were going to get in trouble for some obscure rule or thing that we did that was not explicitly communicated to us. And it was really six months of a mindset that really nothing that I did was correct or nothing that I did was good enough. And I think others within that academy can agree. And there was just very little positivity Um, you know, when, when going through the academy or learning new skills, there, there was no fun had at all, really any, um, I think the, the driver's block was about the only fun that we had while we were there in the academy. Um, and that's when we were actually away from the original academy instructors, but there was very little positivity. There was no positive reinforcement. So not only that there was the emotional side of it where we were on edge every day for six months but for me it was also the physical side of it because i was in a lot of pain with my shoulder injury and you know the the chest pain and the anxiety grew in my chest every day going into work knowing that i was going to be in physical pain that day and and that that war on me. I was dealing with some physical pain and, and emotional pain at the time from everything that was going on. It was like the perfect storm. So that was where I hit rock bottom one. 
Um, I came out of that and went through FTO and went to patrol. And then, you know, within the other roughly two and a half years of, of being there, I did my best to form working relationships with, with friends, with supervisors. And, you know, the person that I am, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. And I think that that burns me more than I'd like to admit. But I... I thought I made a good rapport with one of my FTOs who later was one of the biggest bullies as far as tearing people down and starting group chats and, and things like that around the PD. He constantly had something to say about what everyone else was doing and how they were doing everything else wrong and making fun of that. And I was the butt of a lot of their jokes because I was one of two rookies on day shift at the time. And I was the only female on day shift at the time. Um, so I think that made me a pretty easy target as far as being under the microscope of being new. And of course I've talked about this before. I had a supervisor who, who came out as super friendly and trying to pull me under his wing and be like, Hey, I'll help you. Um, until he turned that inappropriate and, and started hitting on me and, and texting different, inappropriate things that should have never, never been said. Um, so that, that was part of it as far as, as making, trying to make friends, trying to have professional relationships and, and getting burned by both coworkers and one specific supervisor. Um, one other supervisor who wasn't necessarily very helpful to me either, but that's kind of a different story. Um, you know, I, I realize this, and, and this is probably a, a tough point for me with where I'm at right now. I put my heart into a career I genuinely cared about. And like I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I cared about the work. I cared about my coworkers and, and the people. You know, I, I genuinely tried to be a team player and split the work when the shit hit the fan and we had crazy ass calls with multiple reports and multiple arrests, you know, I was always there to try to help split the work and take the load off of people or, or help book in property, things like, like that, that take, that are pretty time consuming. And because of my mental health being in the shitter, the majority of my time there, uh, I had to make one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. And I made the decision to leave that agency to protect my mental health and, and also my health because a lot of the environment of, of going into work every day, being on eggshells and, and wondering when the other shoe is going to drop of whether I'm going to get in trouble for something or I'm going to get complained on or I'm going to piss off a coworker for one reason or another that that's constantly leaving your yourself in a fight or flight mode and over time that that becomes chronic stress and and it 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 kills your heart it kills your health you're constantly fatigued um and those are some of the things i'm trying to work through and heal through even even today even after being out of that department since the spring so I made the decision to leave to protect my health and my mental health. And I'm reassured every day, almost every day, that that was the best decision for me. 
a lot of the hardship there too was a lot of situational friendships and mentors you know when i made that decision to leave there were a lot of people that i i won't say a lot of people there was a handful of people there that i genuinely cared about who legitimately turned their back and walked out of my life and that was one of the things that i never expected would happen a lot of people who you know we had considered inviting to our wedding who straight up just walked out of my life without any sort of closure, without any sort of reason why. And unfortunately, one of those those women would have been in my bridal party. I mean, that's how close we were. So it's it's tough. It's really tough to realize that I I don't I don't know if you want to call those situational friendships or maybe some of those people were fake or maybe my decision to leave just angered something inside of them because I stood up and walked out. Um, unless they contact me, honestly, I will never, will never know. And there's two specific females there that I can think of, you know, who I caught through the grapevine were having some similar struggles and I reached out to them and offered a helping hand as someone to vent to someone to talk to someone who, the conversation would stay between us and not go anywhere. And those, that was another couple that were very, it was very hurtful uh, when they turned on me and, and started bashing me at the PD and, and walked away from me too. So I can say at the end of the day, my intentions were genuine to reach out and to help those people and to genuinely be a good coworker and a good police officer and, and make a difference within that city. It just wasn't a good fit at the end of the day. So I say all that to say, and I, I categorize some of this to, to make it valuable to you, are, are some lessons that can be taken away from that. I realized I was not valued as a, as a person or an officer there, and I was not respected. And... I say respect loosely in the sense of I, it's not something I demand, but I, I think very much so I, I've been past the point of, of earning that respect from people and to, and I had proven several times, you know, I, I could handle myself, especially on calls. I was quick with reports. I was good with high stress situations, uh, you know, in, in my own mind and in some other people's mind who were able to give me some positive feedback on those things. But if you're in a, in a positive environment, there should be some mutual respect there between you and your coworkers. And that was not, I, I certainly never felt valued because it was always like everything I did was not the right thing to do. So, um, and I was told several times that my, my past or prior experience or my perspective was not needed. So anyways, I, I, I walked into work every day on edge about something someone would say about me or if I was going to get complained on or get in trouble or do something that, that a coworker or administration had a problem with. Um, and again, like I mentioned, it, it just puts you into that fight or flight mode with that chronic stress and the, it, it's just going to wear you down and it's, it's going to kill you slowly. Um, that with lack of sleep, insomnia, migraines, 
I've been through it all. I'm dealing with it all. And it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to do that to your health or your, your mental health for that matter. And the big thing, you know, is, is it's incredibly, it was incredibly hard for me to go into a work environment for three and a half years and trying to be something or someone that I just wasn't. Um, and the biggest thing I think that I can take away from this year was embracing my authentic self and who I am and not worrying about what other people think or what they're going to say about my personal decisions and, and how I'm living my life and what I choose to do. So I started being authentic. I stopped sugarcoating things and it made some people mad, but I'll tell you what, it brings me a lot more peace because I'm not on edge anymore. I set boundaries with people and right now my main priorities are protecting my own peace and, and going through my own healing journey. So if, if you get to an environment where you realize that, that the majority of the people there just have a problem with who you are as a person and how you do things, I would reevaluate if that's a good environment for you to stay in long term. But that just reassured to me, you know, that, that that employer was not a good fit for me. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. I think I sat and stared at the computer for like a good 30 minutes at my resignation letter before I was able to hit send on that email. Um, and it took me a week to even get to writing that. So it, it was incredibly hard. It was incredibly emotional. And... It, it, it needed to happen. But I say all that to say this, there are employers and people out there, there are departments out there in the first responder world who will value and respect you. If your heart is still in the career to continue to, to be a public servant and to stay within that career field, don't give that up. You know, I, I run my business, 50 Fierce and Fit. Um, I'm still a part-time patrol officer here in Oklahoma. So I, I chose to somewhat stay in that realm with, with working part-time patrol and, and teaching active shooter courses across the state. I still stay within that realm. It's just not my full-time venture right now. And I think for me, taking a step back is, is a good thing for me right now. But if your heart is genuinely there, don't give that up. Don't let other people or other environments or, or things you can't control take that away from you. But know that if you're experiencing some hardship, you're experiencing any of these things that I did, you deserve better. You don't deserve to go to a job 40 hours a week that treats you like shit and makes you feel like you're the worst human being on this planet. You don't deserve that. There will be other employers who will thank you for your work, who will give you a, a positive pat on the back every once in a while. You know, it, it was crazy to me that within the first two weeks of me going to my current agency and, and working part time for them, several of them texted me and said, thank you and, and welcome back. And we're happy to have you back. And, you know, I think that was more positive reinforcement I heard from them in two weeks than I did with my previous agency over three and a half years. So there are 
better places out there who will who will be happy and genuinely enjoy having you around and and will want your feedback and in your value and your perspective and your work ethic and all of those things and and to to add to that don't settle don't settle don't feel like you're stuck you're never stuck um i i know it's tough for some people who have families to support when finances come into play and when you change agencies, you might have to start from the bottom in seniority and you're taking a pay cut, but I can't stress this enough. No amount of money is worth being so freaking miserable all the time. I guarantee you that even if you take a small pay cut, moving to the agency where you are happier, where you're actually enjoying work, you're excited to go into work every day instead of dreading it every day, it's going to make your life so much better. You're going to be happier outside of work. You're going to be able to give more to your family and friends outside of work and, and really have much more of a better balance than going to a job 40 hours a week that's literally sucking the life out of you. So I'm sharing this with you all as a part of my own healing process and to help others. I know... There may be some people who will listen to this and don't agree, but that's not why I'm doing this. I'm not here to people please. I'm not here to get attention or to get people on my side. I am genuinely here sharing my story and what I went through in hopes that this will resonate with others and this will help others because I know my situation. I know that I'm not the only person especially as a female first responder who has experienced these things within their careers and even the guys too. I, I know from a lot of men, especially police officers, they're, they're constantly battling toxic work environments, toxic administrations, um, you know, trying not to get written up or thrown in bullshit IAs all the time. It, it's a rampant problem, but it starts with speaking up. And I know that's the hard part a lot of times is because when you speak up, that's when you start getting written up, which is similar to what happened with me. But if you, if you stop putting up with the bullshit, then the bullshit has to stop at some point, whether that agency doesn't, they, they run themselves into a staffing crisis because they don't have anybody to call on anymore because they, they can't keep the good people that they have. So at the end of the day, control the controllables, make the decision, do what's best for you, but don't settle. Know that your career is limitless and you can go somewhere that supports you and supports your passions and supports your goals and helps you to get there. And just don't settle. Don't settle for the stuff you don't deserve because these first responder fields are big enough that, that you can go out and you can accomplish anything that you generally want to accomplish and you will find the right leaders and the right people out there to get you where you want to go. So I thank you all for listening. Obviously, um, I ask a favor, please reach out to me if this was helpful for you. You can find me at 50 Fierce and Fit group on Facebook please shoot me a DM um, and let me know if this was helpful for you or if this resonated with you. And know that for anybody out there who is listening to this, if you need someone to vent to, you need somebody to listen to, if you're going through some struggles and 
you're being cautious about who you're talking to about those struggles, please reach out. I'm, I'm always happy to be a helpful a listening ear, a helpful ear, always here to help with any resources that I can. You know, if you ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I'm definitely going to do my best to find somebody who can give you that answer or that help or that resource that you're looking for. So without further ado, please reach out. Please let me know. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please like, subscribe, comment below your thoughts. I appreciate you all. Take care of yourself. And as always, stay safe out there.